0: Merely Podcasters presents The Tragedy of Macbeth by William Shakespeare. Act 4, Scene 1. Thunder. Enter the three witches.
1: Thrice the brinded cat hath mewed. Thrice at once the hedge wine. whine. Harper cries, tis time, tis time. Round about the cauldron go, in the poisoned entrails throw. Toad that under cold stone, days and
2: nights has thirty-one. Sweltered venom sleeping got boil thou first in the charmed pot
1: double double double, toil and trouble fire burn burn, and cauldron cauldron bubble bubble.
2: fillet of a fenny snake in the cauldron boil and bake eye of newt and toe of frogs wool of bat and tongue of dog adder's fork and blindworm's sting lizard's leg and howlet's wing For a charm of powerful trouble Like a hellbroth boil and bubble Double, 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 toil and trouble trouble. Fire, burn and cauldron cauldron, bubble bubble.
1: Scale of dragon, tooth of wolf Witches, mummy, maw and gulf Of the ravened salt sea shark Root of hemlock, digged in the dark Liver of blaspheming Jew Gall of goat and slips of yew Slivered in the moon's eclipse, nose of Turk and Tartar's lips. Finger of birth-strangled babe, ditch delivered by a drab. Make the gruel thick and slab. Add thereto a tiger's cauldron for the ingredients of our cauldron. Double, double double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron cauldron bubble. bubble. Cool it with a baboon's
2: blood, then the charm is firm and good.
0: Enter Hecate and the other three witches.
3: Oh, well done. I commend your pains, and everyone shall share the gains. And now about the cauldron sing, like elves and fairies in a ring, enchanting all that you put in.
0: Music and a song, black spirits, etc. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way
2: comes. Open locks, whoever knocks. Enter Macbeth. How now, you secret black and midnight hags? What is't you do? A, a deed, deed without a name. A name. I conjure you. By that which you profess, however you came to know it, answer me. Though you untie the winds and let them fight against the churches, though the yeasty waves confound and swallow navigation up, though blighted corn be logged and trees blown down, though castles topple in their waters' heads, though palaces and pyramids do slope, their heads to their foundations, Though the treasure of nature's germane, Tumble altogether, even till destruction sicken. Answer me to what I ask you. Speak. Demand.
1: We'll answer. Say, if thou hadst rather hear it from our
2: mouths or from our masters. Column, let me see him. Power in sow's blood that hath eaten her nine pharaoh. Grease that's sweetened from the murderer's gibbet. Throw into the flame. Come high or low, thyself and
0: office deathly show. Thunder, apparition, and armed head.
2: Tell me, thou unknown power.
3: He knows thy thought. Hear his speech, but say thou not. Macbeth,
2: Macbeth, Macbeth, beware Macduff, beware the thane of Fife. Dismiss me, enough. The... He descends. But ere thou art. For thy good caution, thanks. Now hast harped my fear all right. But one word more. It will not be commanded. Here's
4: another more potent than the first.
2: Thunder. Second
0: apparition. A bloody child.
4: Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth.
2: Had I three years, I'd hear thee.
4: Be bloody, bold, and resolute. Laugh to scorn the power of man. For none of women born shall harm Macbeth.
2: Descends. And live Macduff. What need I fear of thee? But yet I'll make assurance, double sure and take a bond of fate. Thou shalt not live that I may tell pale-hearted fear it lies and sleep in spite of thunder.
0: Thunder. Third apparition. A child crowned with a tree in his
2: hand. What is this that rises like the issue of a king and wears upon his baby brow the round and top of sovereignty? Listen, Listen but speak not, not
3: to it. it. Be lion meddled, proud, and take no care who chafes, who frets, or where conspirers are. Macbeth shall never vanquish be until great Burnham Wood to hide dunce Hill, shall come against him.
0: Descend.
2: That will never be. Who can impress the forest? Bid the tree unfix his earth-bound root, sweet... Bodmin's good, rebellious dead, rise never till the wood of Burnin' rise, and our high-placed Macbeth shall live the lease of nature. Pay his breath to time and mortal custom, yet my heart throbs to know one thing. Uh, tell me, if your art can tell so much, shall Banquo's issue ever reign in this kingdom? Seek to, to, to know, know no, no more. more. I will be satisfied. Deny me this, an eternal curse fall on you. Let me know why sinks that cauldron, and what noise is this? Ho, oh, boys.
1: Show. 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 Show his eyes and grieve his heart. Come, Come like shadows, so, so depart. depart.
0: A show of eight kings, and Banquo
2: last, with a glass in his hand. Thou art who like the spirit of Banquo. Down thy crown do sear mine eyeballs, and thy hair... Now other gold-bound brow is like the first. A third is like the form of filthy hags. Why do you show me this? A fourth? Start, eyes, and will the line stretch out to the crack of doom. Another yet? A seventh? I'll see no more. And yet the eighth appears who bears a glass which shows me many more. And some I see that two-fold balls and treble scepters carry. Horrible sight now I see it is true the blood-bolted. Banquo smiles upon me and points at them for his. What? Is this so? Aye, sir, all this is so. But why stands Macbeth thus amazedly? Come, sisters, cheer we up his sprites and show the best of our delights. I'll charm the air to give a sound while you perform your anti ground that this great king may kindly say our
1: duties did his welcome pay. Music. The witches dance and vanish.
2: Where are they? Gone? Let this pernicious hour stand I cursed in the calendar. Come in, without there. Enter Lennox.
3: What's your grace's will? Saw
2: you the wayward sisters?
3: No, my lord. Came they not by you? No, indeed, my lord.
2: Infected be the air whereupon they ride, Oh damned all those that trust them! I did hear the galloping of horse. Who came by?
3: Tis two or three, my lord, that bring you word. Macduff is fled to England.
2: Led to England
3: ay my good lord
2: time thou anticipatest my dread exploits the flighty purpose never is o'ertook unless the deed go with it from this moment the very first links of my heart shall be the first things of my hand, and even now to crown my thoughts with acts be it thought and done the castle of Macduff I will surprise seize upon Fife, give to the edge of the sword his wife, his babes, and all unfortunate souls that trace him in his line no boasting like a fool. This deed I'll do before this purpose cool, but no more sights. Where are these gentlemen? Come, bring me where they are.
0: All exit. Scene
4: two. Enter Macduff's wife, her son, and Ross. What had he done to make him fly the land?
5: You must have patience, madam.
4: He had none. His flight was madness. When our actions do not, our fears do make us traitors.
5: You know not whether it was his wisdom or his fear.
4: Wisdom? To leave his wife, to leave his babes, his mansion, and his titles in a place from whence himself does fly? He loves us not. He wants the natural touch. For the poor wren, the most diminutive of birds, will fight, her young ones in her nest, against the owl. All is the fear, and nothing is the love, as little is the wisdom where the flight so runs against all reason.
5: My dearest cuz, I pray you, school yourself. But for your husband, he is noble. Wise, judicious and best knows the fits of the season. I dare not speak much further, but cruel are the times when we are traitors and do not know ourselves. When we hold rumor from what we fear, yet know not what we fear, but float upon the wild and violent sea each way and move. I'll take my leave of you. Shall not be long, but I'll be here again. Things at the worst will cease, or else climb upward to what they were before, my pretty cousin. Blessing upon you.
4: Fathered he is, and yet he's fatherless.
5: I am so much a fool, should I stay longer? It would be my disgrace and your discomfort. I take my leave at once.
4: Exit Ross. Syrah, your father's dead, and what will you do now? How will you live? As birds do, Mother. What, with worms and flies? With
6: what I get I mean, and so do they.
4: Poor bird. Thou'st never fear the net, nor lime, the pitfall, nor the gin.
6: Why should I, mother? Poor birds, they are not set for. My father is not dead for all your saying.
4: Yes, he is dead. How wilt thou do for a father?
6: Nay, how will you do for a husband?
4: Why, I can buy me twenty at any market.
6: Then you'll buy him to sell again.
4: Thou speaks with all thy wit, and yet in faith with wit enough for thee.
6: Was my father a traitor, mother?
4: Ay, that he was.
6: What is a traitor?
4: Why, one that swears and lies.
6: And be all traitors that do so?
4: Everyone that does so is a traitor and must be hanged.
6: And must they all be hanged that swear and lie?
4: Everyone. Who must hang them? Why, the honest men.
6: Then the liars and swearers are fools, for there are liars and swearers enough to beat the honest men and hang up them.
4: Now God help thee, poor monkey, but how wilt thou do for a father? If he were dead,
6: you'd weep for him. If you would not, it were a good sign that I should quickly have a new father.
4: Poor Prattler, how thou talk'st! Enter a messenger.
3: Bless you, fair dame. I am not to you known, though in your state of honour I am perfect. I doubt some danger does approach you nearly. If you will take a homely man's advice, be not found here. Hence with your little ones to fright you thus. Methinks I am too savage to do worse to you, or fell cruelty which is too nigh your person. Heaven preserve you, I dare abide no longer.
0: Exit messenger.
4: Whither should I fly? I have done no harm. But I remember now I am in this earthly world, where to do harm is often laudable, to do good sometime accounted dangerous folly. Why then, alas, do I put up that womanly defense to say I have done no harm? What are these faces? Enter murderers. Where is your husband? I hope in no place so unsanctified where such as thou mayest find him. He's a traitor.
6: Thou liest, thou shag-eared villain.
4: What, you egg,
0: young fry of treachery? Oh, he has killed me, mother. Run away, I pray you. Exit crying murder. Murder! Scene three. Enter Malcolm and Macduff.
1: Let us seek out some desolate shade, and there weep our sad bosoms empty.
2: Let us rather hold fast the mortal sword, and like good men, bestride our downfall birthdom. Each new morn new widows howl, new orphans cry, new sorrows strike heaven on the face, and resounds as if it felt with Scotland and yelled out like syllable of dolor.
1: What I believe, I'll wail. What I know, believe, and what I can redress, as I shall find the time to, friend, I will. What you have spoke, it may be so perchance. This tyrant, whose soul name blisters our tongues, was once thought honest. You have loved him well. He hath not touched you yet. I am young, but something you may discern of him through me, and wisdom to offer up a weak, poor, innocent lamb to appease an angry god.
2: I am not treacherous.
1: But Macbeth is. A good and virtuous nature may recoil an imperial charge, but I shall crave your pardon. That which you are my thoughts cannot transpose. Angels are bright still, though the brightest fell. Though all things foul would wear the brows of grace, yet grace must still look so.
2: I have lost my hopes.
1: Perchance even there where I did find my doubts. Why, in that rawness left you wife and child, whose precious motives, those strong knots of love without leave-taking, I pray you, let not my jealousies be your dishonours, but mine own safeties. You may be rightly just, whatever I shall think.
2: Plead. Bleed, poor country. Great tyranny lay thou by basis shore, For goodness dare not check thee, where thou thy wrongs, the titles are feared. Fare thee well, lord. I would not be the villain that thou think'st, for the whole space that is the tyrant's grasp and the rich
1: east to boot. Be not offended. I speak not as in absolute fear of you. I think our country sinks beneath the yoke. It weeps, it bleeds, and each new day a gash is added to her wounds. I think withal there would be hands uplifted in my right, and here from gracious England have I offer of goodly thousands. But for all this, when I shall tread upon the tyrant's head or wear it on my sword, Yet my poor country shall have more vices than it had before, more suffer, and more sundry ways than ever, by him that shall succeed.
2: What should he be?
1: That is myself I mean, in whom I know all the particulars of vice so grafted, that when they shall be opened, Black Macbeth will seem as pure as snow, and the poor state esteemed him as a lamb being compared with my confineless harms.
2: Not in the legions of horrid hell can come a devil more damned in evils to top Macbeth.
1: I grant him bloody, luxurious, avaricious, false, deceitful, sudden, malicious, smacking of every sin that has a name. But there's no bottom, none, in my voluptuousness. Your wives, your daughters, your matrons, and your maids could not fill up the cistern of my lust and my desire and all continent impediments would o'erbear that did oppose my will. (sighs) Better Macbeth than such a one to reign.
2: Boundless intemperance, in nature is a tyranny. It hath been the untimely emptying of the happy throne and fall of many kings. But fear not yet, to take upon you what is yours, you may convey your pleasures in a spacious plenty, and yet seem cold. The time you may so hoodwink, We have willing dames enough. There cannot be that vulture in you to devour so many as will to greatness dedicate themselves, finding it so inclined.
1: Ugh. With this, there grows in my most ill-composed affection such a staunchless avarice that, Were I king, I should cut off the nobles for their lands, desire his jewels and this other's house, and my more having would be as a sauce to make me hunger more, that I should forge quarrels unjust against the good and loyal, destroying them for wealth. This
2: avarice sticks deeper, grows with more pernicious root, than summer seeming lust, and it hath been the sword of our slain kings. Yet do not fear, Scotland hath foisons, to fill up your will of your mere own, all these are portable with other graces
1: weighed. But I have none. The king becoming graces as justice, verity, temperance, Stableness, bounty, perseverance, mercy, lowliness, devotion, Patience, courage, fortitude, I have no relish of them, But abound in the division of each several crime, acting in many ways. Nay, had I power, I should pour the sweet milk of concord into hell. Uproar the universal peace, confound all unity on earth.
2: O oh, Scotland, Scotland.
1: If such a one be fit to govern, speak, I am as I have spoken.
2: Fit to govern? No, not to live. O oh, nation miserable with an untitled tyrant, bloody sceptred, When shalt thou see thy wholesome days again? Since that the truest issue of thy throne by his own interdiction stands accused, and does blaspheme his breed? Thy royal father was a most sainted king. The queen that bore thee oftener upon her knees than on her feet died every day she lived. Fare thee well. These evils thou repeatest upon thyself hath banished me from Scotland. O my breast, thy hope ends here.
1: Macduff, this noble passion child of integrity, hath from my soul wiped the black scruples, reconciled my thoughts to thy good truth and honour. Devilish Macbeth by many of these trains has sought to win me into his power, and modest wisdom plucks me from our credulous heist. But God above deal between thee and me, for even now I put myself in thy direction, and unspeak mine own detraction. Here abjure the taints and blames I laid upon myself for strangers to my nature. I am yet unknown to woman, never was forsworn, scarcely have coveted what was mine own. At no time broke my faith, would not betray the devil to his fellow, and delight no less in truth than life. My first false speaking was this upon myself. What I am truly is thine, and my poor country's to command. Whither indeed, before they here approach, Old Seward, with ten thousand warlike men already at a point, was setting forth. Now, will together, and the chance of goodness, be like our quarantined quarrel? Why are you silent? Such welcome
2: and unwelcome things at once. Tis hard to reconcile. Enter a doctor.
1: Well more anon. Comes the king forth, I pray you? Ay, sir, there
3: are a crew of wretched souls that stay his cure. Their malady convinces the great assay of art. But at his touch such sanctity hath heaven given his hand. They presently
1: amend. Exit. I thank you,
2: doctor. What's the disease he means?
1: Tis called the evil. A most miraculous work in this good king, which often since my here remain in England I've seen him do. How he solicits heaven himself best knows, but strangely visited people, all swollen and ulcerous, pitiful to the eye, the mere despair of surgery he cures, hanging a golden stamp about their necks. Put on with holy prayers, and tis spoken to the succeeding royalty he leaves the healing benediction. With this strange virtue he hath a heavenly gift of prophecy, and sundry blessings hang about his throne that speak him full of grace. Enter Ross.
2: See who comes here.
1: My countryman, but yet I know him not.
2: My ever gentle cousin, welcome hither.
1: Oh, I know him now. Good God, betimes remove the means that make us strangers.
5: Sir, amen.
2: Stand Scotland where it did.
5: Alas, poor country, almost afraid to know itself. It cannot be called our mother but our grave, where nothing but who knows nothing is once seen to small where sighs and groans and shrieks that rent the air are made not marked, where violent sorrow seems a modern ecstasy. The dead men's knell is there scarce asked for who and good men's lives expire before the flowers in their caps, dying or ere they sicken.
2: Oh, relation too nice and yet too true.
5: What's the newest grief? That of an hour's age doth hiss the speaker. Each minute teems a new one.
2: How does my wife?
5: Why, well.
2: And all my children? Well, too. The tyrant has not battered at their peace?
5: No, they were well at peace when I did leave them.
2: Be not a negative of your speech. How goes?
5: When I came hither to transport the tidings, which I have heavily borne, there ran a rumor of many worthy fellows that were out, which was to my belief witnessed the rather, for that I saw the tyrant's power afoot. Now is the time of help, Your eye in Scotland would create soldiers, make our women fight, to duff their dire distresses. Be to their comfort.
1: We are coming thither. Gracious England hath lent us good Seward, and ten thousand men, an older and a better soldier, none that Christendom gives out.
5: Would I could answer this comfort with the like, but I have words that would be howled out in the desert air, where hearing should not latch them.
2: What concern they? The general cause, or... Is it a fee grief due to some single breast?
5: No mind that's honest, but in it shares some woe, though the main part pertains to you alone.
2: If it be mine, keep it not from me. Quickly let me have it.
5: Let not your ears despise my tongue forever, which shall possess them with the heaviest sounds that ever yet they heard.
2: Humph! I guess at it.
5: Your castle is surprised. Your wife and babes savagely slaughtered. To relate the manner whereon the quarry of these murders dear, to add a death of you. Merciful heaven! What man ne'er
1: pull your hat upon your brows? Give sorrow words, the grief that does not speak, Whispers through the fraught heart and bids it break.
2: My children too?
5: Wife, children, servants, all that could be found.
2: And I must be from thence? My wife killed too?
5: I have said, Be
1: comforted. Uh, let's make us medicines of our great revenge to cure this deadly grief
2: He has no children All my pretty ones? Did you say all? Oh, hell kite All? What? My, all my pretty chickens and the dam One fell swoop Dispute it like a man I shall do so But I must also feel it as a man I cannot but remember such things were that were most precious to me Did heaven look on and would not take their part? Sinful Macduff, they were all struck for thee, not that I am, not for their own detriments, but for mine
1: fell slaughter on their souls.
2: Heaven rest them now.
1: Be this the whetstone of your sword. Let grief convert to anger. Blunt not the heart, enrage it. Oh,
2: I could play the woman with mine eyes and the braggart with my tongue. But, gentle heavens, cut short all intermission. Front to front, bring thou this fiend of Scotland and myself within my sword's length set him. If he scape, heaven forgive him too.
1: This time goes manly. Come go we to the king. Our power is ready. Our lack is nothing but our leave. Macbeth is ripe for shaking. And the powers above put on their instruments. Receive what cheer you may. The night is long that never finds the day.
0: All exit. In Act Four, the role of First Witch was played by Grace Tardislavich. Second Witch was played by Zyra Owen Boylan. Third Witch was played by E.J. Kotler. Hecate was played by Mira Singer. Macbeth was played by Zyra Owen Boylan. First Apparition was played by Max Fine. Second Apparition was played by Magdalene Zinke. Third Apparition was played by Mira Singer. Lennox was played by Mira Singer. Lady Macduff was played by Magdalene Zinke. Ross was played by Rebecca J. Gross. Macduff's son was played by Max Fine. Messenger was played by Mira Singer. Murderer was played by Magdalene Zinke. Malcolm was played by E.J. Kotler. Macduff was played by Zyra Owen Boylan. Doctor was played by Mira Singer, and stage directions were read by Vex. Merely Podcasters was created by Grace Stratislavich and Mira Singer, and produced by Grace Stratislavich, Mira Singer, and Vex.